let's say this the fact that he's willing to ex explore is great right so you've got a good one there and there's a few things to consider right so one of the things to consider is that most men rightly so right rightly so as in it's a good thing that men have become aware that certain behaviors are not appropriate right in particularly out there in the world right so meaning we've made some strides not everywhere in the world and all of that we but we made some strides of and, and decent men of course understand that you don't manhandle a woman right manhandle means like grabbing her moving her around whatever right like you don't do that in public obviously you don't do that to your woman without her consent but then but then you want it in the bedroom let's say right so now this poses somewhat of an issue because if a man is told rightly so right don't you know hit a woman I mean nobody needs to be told that anymore I guess but maybe still you know don't hit a woman don't 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 be dominant don't tell a woman what to do give her her space ask her permission all of those are things that hopefully nowadays are taught right and are understood and that mothers give their their boys and all of that but then there's no there's no vocabulary for that in the bedroom and that's that's just something to understand that of course um you know if you don't know how to play the guitar let's say and i'll hand you a guitar you are going to be awkward you might be able to make a few sounds but you don't know what the hell you're doing so you're going to have to learn how to play the guitar because you have no guitar playing skills the same is true with dominant sexual attention it's nothing he knows because he's never learned it and so he's going to be awkward around it right and everything in him will go oh i shouldn't be doing that that's not nice that's not loving that's not whatever right and that's that's understandable and that's commendable but then you are going well but i want you to whatever grab me by the hair and <laughs> drag me into your cave and tell me what to do right yeah oh, yeah that's pretty much close to <laughs> Right? Yes, exactly. But but what that means is you're handing him a guitar and say be Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> right? And and he isn't he isn't able so he can't play he can't be Jimi Hendrix off the get-go. Right? He's never played the guitar. So 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 that what that means is what you do which you're doing the right thing by going let's explore together. The way you invite somebody into different relational and sexual activity is let's go on an adventure. Not you're doing this wrong but hey, I want to explore. We've never been to Portugal. Let's go to Portugal <laughs> next, right? You've been to Portugal, you're Spanish. So, you know, but Americans, whatever, right? Like you you oh, we've never been to Squamish, right? So um which i think is just such a fantastic name for a town right isn't it squamish uh it's a that's where anna was from it's a town in uh in british columbia and i just think it's a fun name um but so um so you go i've never been there let's go there together and then of course the next thing that happens is how do we get there and how do we get there is skill development you have to go hey 
I want to go there, but I don't know how we get there. We need to learn some skills. Mm -hmm. And that's the communication, right? And then, well, how, where does he get the skills? Well, then those skills are not that easy to come by because what are our options? Porn? The problem with dominance, this is a really horrible thing to say. If your husband goes and learns dominance from another man, it's that man fucking you, right? <laughs> And you don't want to be fucked by some other guy. Yes. So, so, you know, so you have to really understand that if, it, well, maybe you do, but then don't, why, why, why use a middleman, right? So, so, what I'm trying to say is she's in a committed, clearly loving relationship. She wants to dive deeper. You can't bring other energies in there. You have to experiment within your own thing, right? And that's super important because these are the things people don't understand is when, when you get imprinted by other stuff, you are now having that imprint. Yeah. You can learn the principles from, let's say, another man or from a video or something, but it needs to be translated into your own stuff. So how do you do that? Well, you will say to him, it's something I really want to explore. We both don't know what we like. Can we play around? And then there is things like, I don't know, shibari videos oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. So yeah. So there's videos and courses yeah. that you can do together. And then when something really works, you go, yeah. And then you show that. And then he'll go, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm willing to do that. I want her to be happy. Wow. She looks like that I'm gonna do that again and as you well know men are like tool oriented once you give them a tool that works they use it all the time half club will hit right so but, but that's it's so true but I mean I'm making fun of it but it's such a great it's such a great trait right I love men I think men are amazing right because but you have to you have to see it in the context of what it is which is you have to give them tools. You have to appreciate those tools. Yes. Well, no, you don't teach them. You go, let's do this together. And then you do a course or something, right? And then he can figure that out. And then you just go, oh, that feels nice. No, not that, right? Yeah, you don't want to teach them. You just want to expose both of you to something. And then go yes and no. Obviously, you don't go a little bit further to the left and down and now do this. You know, that's of course not the way to go. You know, there is, there is, there is people and, and, and situ like who teach like skills mm -hmm. and, and stuff. And that's very useful. There is good resources on that level. And I know some people who are, there's good courses, but what you are talking about when you talk about the universal thing is you have to actually do proper tantric practice, meaning your, your channels need to be clear. Usually the energy can actually move properly and that takes some time. And so, um, you know, that's a bit of a commitment and that's probably not where I would start. I would start with getting some good skills going and playing around and trying things and discarding things on your own. So you have a basic vocabulary between the two of you. And then you can actually learn. And this is by the way, another reason why I don't do much co-ed work right now is it takes a bodily preparation of a certain kind to be able to really harness that. Mm -hmm. And then when you do, it's a total game changer. You don't have to worry about him. 
If your body is prepared, you can induce anybody through your practice. So one of the things to understand is that the things we did this weekend are channel clearing things, yeah. mm -hmm. right? We are working with contractions and opening them. There's many ways to do that. As you do that and as you relax, your body becomes a lot more, let's say, responsive. Mm -hmm. And then when that happens, that responsiveness polarizes him into more action, which is also something to tell you, right? Like it's your responsive body, not right. your floppy, wet, rag body. It's your responsive body. It's not yours to uh, decide when he opens. Right. There is something much bigger at play. And when you are kind of letting that attachment to him being a certain way go, then he can just be who he is. And you'd be surprised how, this is why I'm saying, when you are in a committed relationship, when he sees your joy, that's going to open him. When he sees your excitement, that's going to open him. When he sees you not holding on to, to kind of control the situation, that's going to open him. You know, so that's what we're going for. And now the other things, what makes a long-term relationship good, you already know because you're in a long relationship. So generosity, staying curious, um, being able to navigate the ups and downs and not get hugely dramatic about stuff changing. Those are all things and then common values and goals. Those are the markers. Well, I mean, here's, here's a few things to consider, right? And um, this is not an unusual situation in the context that a lot of people get into relationship, then they have children, and then after child number two, there's a real reckoning that happens. This is a common thing. And so the thing that you have to consider here is, do you understand what he wants, and do you understand what he expects and does he understand what you want and does he understand what you expect and sometimes one has to renegotiate a relationship because if he got with a go-getter right who gets shit done and makes things happen and he goes that's the mother of my children she's going to be able to care for things and I'm not going to be the only one doing it and she's as invested as I am and we're going to go and kick some serious ass, then what you are doing right now makes him go, shit, this is not what I want, right? So he's going to be upset about that. And you are going, well, I'm no longer that person. This is no longer what I want. I want this. But that has never been agreed on. So he's going, what the fuck? Well, yeah, well, that, that's not surprising, right? That's like he, he bought himself a Ferrari. One day he comes into the garage and there's like an old Mazda. <laughs> right? Exactly. He didn't buy an electric Prius. Now, could he come to the point where he goes, I want to live a more sustainable life and power my car with electricity? You know, yes, he can. But that doesn't just happen. So... What I would suggest, really, is you find a good therapist, you sit down and you go, we need to renegotiate our expectations in relationship. Everything, right? And you go, we need to, re we need to renegotiate. I'm no longer the person you married. And so 
we are no longer going to have the same relationship that we had when we started out. So this warrants a conversation so we understand each other. It could be, if you're really lucky, it could be that when you say that, and it's done in the proper forum, not in the form of a fight or anything, right? That he goes, oh, wow, I'm actually not that person anymore either. But here's the other thing that you have to be careful of. If you want the life where you're just barefoot with the kids doing nothing, and he now wants the life of being barefoot with the kids nothing, you're going to be starving to death, right? So, so that's what you have to feel is, is the renegotiation only you, or is it both of you? And if it's both of you, how does it look? If he expects less of you, how does that affect him? I would venture to guess that what he feels is that by you doing less, he has a higher burden and he's feeling burned out. That's a longer conversation in a therapist's office where you go, I signed up for this, but I'm tired. I can no longer do that. I love you. I want us to renegotiate things. And then if you're lucky, he'll go, you know what? I'm tired too. Let's pair it back. Well, it, it doesn't matter what's going on here. It's not working, right? You can't think of your masculine and your feminine until you've worked out the basic agreements of your relationship. The reason it's not working is you have a basic mismatch in your life. And when you have a basic mismatch in your life with your chosen partner, you're not going to feel particularly sexual. And it has nothing to do with anything other than it's mismatched. And he's probably feeling like he wants the sex as an affirmation of him doing good. And you are going, well, I'm tired because I'm doing too much. I don't want to have the sex. But that's not what he feels, right? So you have to get back on the same page before you even consider the sexual thing. Right? That's the really the thing to consider is a proper series of conversations. Right? So anything you do from the place of it being broken is not going to work the way you want it to work. If your body is open to him again because you feel relaxed and rested and you feel like your needs are taken care of, then you can talk about sex all the time and it might feel good because your body isn't shut. Mm -hmm. But with your body being shut and tired, of course, you know, you're just going to go more in your head. So the, the conversation isn't how can we have better sex. The conversation is, is this a sustainable relationship for both of us? And if it's not, how can we renegotiate and make it such? I do have a toolkit and an entire course that's essentially self-guided on demand where there's all the questions you need to ask yourself and your partner needs to ask themselves. And then there's an entire course on the different things to do outside of the bedroom. It's called the relationship course. Um, so. Uh, and that's on demand and, and you can do it by yourself and, and you can have your partner do it by yourself. But also, that's, a, that's just a starting point. Okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you one thing without knowing him. I'll, I'll give you one thing to look at. For some people, men and women alike, more often in men than in women, but not always and not nowadays, which is yet another reason why old paradigms no longer apply. It used to be that 
women's hearts would open first and then they would allow men into their bodies. Mm -hmm. Right? That's how it used to be when that was kind of the only option, so to speak. Right? Um, but that's no longer the only option. Not only are most people much more um, willing to explore same-sex stuff and, and, and other ways of being, but also women nowadays can do the same thing men do, which is spend their early sexual years wildly experimenting. And so when you wildly experiment sexually, you don't open your heart as much um, because otherwise you'll be fucked all the time. Not in a good way, right? <laughs> Meaning you're just, ah, this one and ah, that one. And, you know, so, so you, you kind of also learn how to compartmentalize sex with love and heart openness with getting it off and you know like all of those kind of things so so that's why i'm saying it's no longer just women do this men do this but but in general very often how it works in a denser meat body for whatever reason denser meat body is that it takes a little bit more pounding pun intended to open the heart so if he's one of those guys where it takes a bit and a bit of intensity and a bit of, you know, like, you know, embodiment for the heart to come alive, then what you're experiencing is uh, essentially the sex is the portal to the opening of the body and then the open body is the portal to the opening of the heart. When you know that, you can start opening his body in non-sexual ways. Well, when you know that he's built to to open his heart only when his body is a bit pounded, maybe maybe sexually, but not only, then you can pound the body a bit without having to be sexual. Well, massages, doing things together that are very physical, or working out weightlifting, or going on a strenuous adventure together, chopping wood. Jamie and I are from the same general orientation. So things that open his body while you are there with him engaging doesn't mean you have to be as vigorous, but strong massages on the lower body, like really like digging into the feet. Theragun, you know, yeah. It's like, you look tired. Let me take your foot and push the theragun on it, right? Like bodily things that open the body, that open the heart. And you have to kind of experiment with that. Typically that has to be in the lower body because that's what brings the energy down if he's very heady. Um, you know, sometimes for, for men who are very heady, the only time they really actually get into their bodies during sex. Well, that's certainly true. And I do think because uh, we learn through resonance, humans learn through resonance, um, your body and your disposition influences everybody else's body and disposition you come in contact with. Like Steve says in the teacher trainings, he says, you're always teaching, you know, pa passively or actively, you're always teaching. And so um, having a good own practice and also being trained is definitely something that's going to support you very much so. Um, as far as what you're going to offer, you have to decide what it is that you want, what is your gifts, right? And then combine those gifts in a way that are useful. You do know I also do a Wild Woman Circle teacher training. Yes, so I, I actually, the ladies right and next to you have both done that. 
And in the women's teacher training, we talk specifically about how to facilitate. <laughs> yes, I don't call it holding space because to me, holding space is still an act of tension. You're holding space. Yeah. You're holding space, <laughs> right? Um, I'm calling it containment. And setting a proper container includes you, right? And include, it doesn't separate you. And I don't like that idea of holding, because the holding space, the, the spacer holder, right, is separate from the container, right? And I, I teach in, in, in everything that I teach in, in the teacher trainings, I teach how you create the container. So it's not just you white knuckling it together. It's and so when you understand that and you know that and you learn that, then you can facilitate from a place of, you know, not, not like that, but actually being there and bringing your practice. And then you have to decide what it is that you want to bring, right? So then you can bring different things. When I started teaching women's circles, I essentially, we started, um, my teacher would always say, it doesn't matter what you do, it's how you do it. And that was kind of how I started, right? So um, we just got together, it was four of us in my living room. And every time we got together, um, one person would bring something that they were doing. We had all kinds of shit. I remember once we, we, we spent like a whole month or two knitting little hats for the NICU at Cedar Sinai for the, for the, for the preemies or because somebody was really into knitting. And then I learned how to do indigo dye, you know, and whatever, like, and then, you know, like weird, we did weird shit as a means of doing something while communing. And then from there, eventually, I, when, when it would be my turn to lead, because they all had like one or two things that they did. And then I went like, well, let me tell you, these are some of the things I do, or these are some of the things my teacher taught me. And then I started developing things. And what's, what is taught nowadays is, you know, the result of many, 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 many years of trying and failing, sometimes spectacularly failing. <laughs> <laughs>